Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment and credible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, we are here. Tom Barton from Sports Garden Network, and you can hear the excitement in my voice because it is our Super Bowl 58 preview. I am absolutely pumped up for the Super Bowl. It has all the makings of an absolute classic, and we've said that uh, for so many Super Bowls throughout my lifetime, and they didn't live up to the hype. But over the last decade, wow, these games have absolutely lived up to the hype, and I am pumped up. Again, I'm Tom Barton from Sports Garden Network. Go check me out at sportsgarden.com, G-A-R-T. E-N, hashtag S-G-N. Guys, look, at the end of the day, you know, we are going to get into the betting side of things, but this show is more about the X's and O's, and let's break down the Super Bowl itself. If you want to hear the prop play show, I did that last week. Got a lot of good feedback from you guys, and thank you very much for all your feedback. Um, Some of the lines that I spoke about have moved and shuffled. Some of the things have gone up and down. Um, I have mentioned, uh, and I will over the course of this show as well, some other new props that I like, reiterate uh, some of the, the the attack that I like. But generally speaking, this is just going to be the Super Bowl preview show, plain and simple, that we are trying to make a buck on, by the way. So in that reference, let's go right to the line. It was it opened up at two and a half in favor of the Niners, right? Minus two and a half. It went down to two and it hovered at two for a while. It did touch one and a half. And I was asked on the Fox Sports Radio show in Las Vegas, uh, I was asked last week, do I think it gets to three or do I believe it gets to one? And I said, I think there's a lot, a lot more money is going to probably come in on Kansas City where it gets to one. And I didn't think it would ever get to three. Well, it never got to the one. It went to one and a half and it went back up to two. Now, you read the reports, and friends of mine have done the, the, the legwork for me, talking to the sportsbook directors in Las Vegas, the Jay Cornegies, the Jeffrey Bensons of the world, uh, the Millers, and, and, and so on. And basically, to a man, uh, the overall feel is that the big money players, I don't want to call them sharps, but the big money players are coming in on San Francisco. A lot of big money is coming on San Francisco. As a matter of fact, minus the 130 on the money line. They're coming in on San Fran to win the game. But the most tickets are coming in on Kansas City. So when you ask yourself, wow, you know, I, I, I don't know anybody like San, uh, San Francisco. I, I, everybody kind of is on Kansas City. Well, those are the everyday average Joes. A lot of the, we'll just call them what they call themselves, Sharps, are on San Francisco. And for good reason. Look, for most of the year, including the preseason, San Francisco has been at the height. They have been that team. And we've watched Kansas City this year go through a little bit of a stumbling block. Now, I want to say they had a bad year because they certainly didn't have a bad year. But they didn't have a Kansas City-esque year. And those optics matter at this point, right? At this point in the year, the optics of the season usually matter. But with the Chiefs, they don't. With the Chiefs, they don't because instead of looking back to, uh, you know, a four-week stretch between week 11 and week 14 where the Chiefs lost three or four games or the uh, even a bigger sample, the six-week stretch between weeks 11 and 16 where they lost four of six. Instead of looking back there, people tend to look at what happened last year. 
And we get the idea of Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, these guys, Travis Kelsey, they are still there. And they are the team to still beat. They are the defending champions. We often talk about in sports, to the old Ric Flair adage, right? To be the man, you've got to beat the man. And people still believe that that is absolutely true. I'm not here to tell you that it's not. But people believe that that is absolutely true, which leaves you to Kansas City. Now, Kansas City has gone about things quite differently this year. And we've highlighted that on this show, made a lot of money on them with unders, 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 and more unders. Uh, their offense was somewhat struggling. You know, you look at their offense, they, not, not that you have to go out there, but they've scored 38 points. Last time they scored 38 points is week 12. They, they scored 31. They scored 31 in week seven before that. They scored 41 against uh, Chicago in week three. Three times. Three times all year, they scored more than 27 points. Now, for a regular team, okay, that's okay. But for Kansas City, with Mahomes, with Kelsey, with Andy Reid, you expect higher scoring outputs. They didn't have that. You go and you look at and you go, how many times they scored 20 points or less? Detroit, Jacksonville, Denver, Denver again, um, uh, Philadelphia, Green Bay, Buffalo, Las Vegas, and the Chargers. Nine of their games, exactly half of their games this year, 20 points or less. Then you throw in 21 points. We're going to toss in Philadelphia there. We're going to toss in Miami there. You know, we, we go out there and you go, yeah, uh, well, Philadelphia was uh, uh, 21 points. You add one more. So in more than half the games this year, the mighty offense of the Kansas City Chiefs, that mighty, tremendous offense that is led by Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid, 21 or less points in more than half of their games. 20 or more points in exactly half. But they became a defensive unit this year. The Chiefs allowed 28 points or less in all of their games this year. Every single game they played was 28 points or less. Every single one of them. That is a defensive team. And if you really break it down even further, okay, look, Buffalo put up 24. Yes. But recently, Miami 7, Baltimore 10, uh, the Chargers 12, Cincinnati 17, New England 17, Vegas 17, Philadelphia, I mentioned only 21, Miami 14, Los Angeles Chargers, when they were healthy earlier in the season, 17. Denver, 8. Minnesota, 8. The Bears, 10. Jacksonville, 9. Even Detroit, with their high-flying offense on opening night, only scored 21 against them. This is a defense-led team. Now, that is the most in the NFL history. Most times, a team has held their opponent to 28 points or less in every single game, most in NFL history. Now, the 2000 Ravens, 2022 Bucks, 2005 Steelers, and the 2010 Packers all finished with 19 games of uh, 28 points or less because, obviously, you look at that and you go, well, they played an extra game. Every one of those teams, though, the Ravens, the Bucks, the Steelers, the Packers, all of the teams that held their opponents to 28 or less points during the year, every one of them went on to win the Super Bowl. Every one of them. The Chiefs are 6-14, and 6-14 and 14 to the over this year. Yet, nearly 80% of the bets are coming in on the over. The Chiefs are a defense front first team, and people are having a hard time sort of dealing with that. They have a hard time because of the star power. I'll mention it again. Reed, Mahomes, and Swift. Uh, I mean, Kelsey. <laughs> right? I mean, that's what it is. They can win the third championship and four Super Bowl appearances. That would be a dynasty. You have that going on. Patrick Mahomes is not the reason why they're not scoring more. 
Patrick Mahomes played in 17 postseason games in his career. He elevates during the postseason. Over that span, that 17 games, he's 14-3, and 67% completion percentage, 4,802 yards, 458 rushing yards, 39 passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, just seven picks. So he's, he's phenomenal. He's MVP level in the playoffs. That's what he does. But his prop plays are all elevated, which I mentioned, and that also gives an idea to people that, well, Mahomes is going to throw the ball. I mean, this is what Mahomes is going to do. Kelsey's numbers are also elevated. We talked about that when we talked about prop plays, where he has now all of a sudden become that kind of guy that you look at and you you count on. So the public's perception is still high-flying Mahomes, going downfield, going to Kelsey, who's still what he once was, and here we go. We've seen them during the playoffs. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs, but they're discounting the fact that this team is a defense-first team. They're discounting the fact that they've changed their philosophy. They're discounting the fact that what the Niners do really well is defend the pass. The Niners' defense, top 10 in the league against the pass. You can run on them a little bit if you do his own running scheme, which Aaron Jones and Green Bay did, and which Detroit was able to have a lot of success with. You watched, uh, you know, Montgomery with a little bit of success, but really the combination and the speed. So does that mean Isaiah Pachanko steps up here? I tend to think he does. I tend to think that the Chiefs' mindset is we know at the end of the game, if we keep this close, we have Mahomes, we have Kelsey, we know how to win games close, but can they? So let's run the ball, keep the game close, and dare them to give Mahomes the ball with an opportunity to win the game. On the other side, you have San Francisco. Like I said, San Francisco, preseason favorite. San Francisco had been rolling right along. San Francisco's in this game to no one's shock. Shanahan is fantastic. CMC is the best player in the league outside of a quarterback. Uh, Nick Bosa very well could be the best defensive player in the league. Fred Warner, maybe the best linebacker in the league. I could go on and on with Samuel and Kittle and, and the like. But they also had their bumps during the year. They had a three-game losing streak, Cleveland, Minnesota, Cincinnati, where they could not score more than 17 points. Purdy was the starter in each game. McCaffrey was healthy for those games. Cleveland, Minnesota, Cincinnati all shut them down to 17 points or less. At the end of the year, I know nobody's caring about that Los Angeles game, but they got absolutely just boat raced by Baltimore, where they only scored 19 points. They came back against Washington, a pathetic defense. I mean, there's no other word around it. Pathetic defense only put up 27 there. Only put up 24 against Green Bay in a game where, where that was a problem. Now, they came back, and they looked good against Detroit. Detroit's passing defense had been a problem. Now they face off against Kansas City. So people are looking at, at Kansas City, and they're saying, oh, can they have some success? And then you look back at San Francisco, and you go, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's do the numbers here. Out of their games, 30-plus points against Detroit, 30-plus points against Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, the Giants, Arizona, 30-plus points against Dallas, Jacksonville, Seattle, Philadelphia, Arizona, 10 games, they put up 30-plus points, guys. So they have the ability to roll up points. And their defense, yeah, their defense is their calling card. Now, it has not looked the same in the playoffs. They, put, they allowed 52 points in two playoff games. Before that, 10, now Baltimore put up 33. 10, 16 to Seattle. Uh, Philadelphia, 19. Seattle, 13. Tampa Bay, 14. Jacksonville, 3. Even in a loss, Cleveland, 19. Dallas, 10. Arizona, 16. The Giants, 12, Pittsburgh, 7. That means this year, 11 teams failed to score 20 points against this Niners defense. We know that the pass rush by the Niners defense is tremendous, and Nick Bosa is absolutely fantastic. Bosa even went as far to say Kansas City holds a lot. 
Because I think that they are looking at this and saying, in order to win this game, we've got to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and I completely agree. So you get into the ref sets a little bit there and say, well, well, watch his hold. CMC is going to be CMC. We know Christian McCaffrey is going to be Christian McCaffrey. He should win Offensive Player of the Year. He's the best player in the league, like I said. He finished the year first in yards, second in carries, and led the league overall in touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey is going to be a workhorse. And if you are Kyle Shanahan, you have been ridiculed. You've been ridiculed in two Super Bowl appearances when he was a Falcons offense coordinator and then the last time that these two teams took on each other because you didn't run the ball enough. I don't think that's going to be the case with Christian McCaffrey. That's exactly why they went out and traded for Christian McCaffrey. So in this spot, in the Super Bowl, against a team that you got to keep the ball away from, they can run, 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 and run some more. He finished the season second in carries. The offense goes through him. And the Chiefs' defense is susceptible to letting up the big run. The Chiefs rank in the lower third in the NFL against the run. So you look at Christian McCaffrey, you say, I think he's going to have a good game. And I don't even think Kansas City fans are going to go against that. Debo Samuel, he's getting healthy. He'll have a carry or two. I don't think Chiefs fans are going against that. I, I look at this and I go, no, I think they know Debo can hurt them. I think they know Kittle can hurt them. I think they know Christian McCaffrey can hurt them. Then it comes down to Brock Purdy. And I think Brock Purdy is by both teams the lightning rod for this game. By both teams, he is the make or break. If Brock Purdy looks like he did for much of the season, like the MVP of the league, San Francisco doesn't only win this game, they probably run away with this game. But at the other side, Kansas City's defense can force Brock Purdy to look like he did against Baltimore with four interceptions. Look like he did uh, against Washington, where he only threw for 230 yards. Look like he did even against Green Bay, 253. Look like he did in many spots. Look like Mr. Irrelevant maybe is a little worried about the big spotlight. Now, he has proven every doubt or wrong this year. He has. He uh, finished fifth in the league in passing yards, third in the league in touchdown passes, first overall in QBR, and I don't care what Cam Newton says, he's a winner. That's what he is. But he still is a little raw. Still is a little green around the edges when you're talking about playing in a Super Bowl in this spot against a formidable dynasty starting to develop, and it's up to you to end that dynasty. Yeah, Brock Purdy is in an interesting spot here. So we can discuss pace of play. I think both teams want to run the ball. Defense, I think both defenses know what they have to do. They have to get pressure. They also you know, have to be very cognizant of the run. Why are they worried about the run? Well, both teams have had major success against the run. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, being run against over the course of the year. Both of these offensive have major success running the ball. So when you start to break down the game itself, you can see the pattern that's coming down. And what a lot of people out there are doing are going, okay, when you break it down, coaches are close, defenses are close, running games close, receivers are close, tight ends are close, all of it's close. Of course, there's going to be an advantage here or there. And then you go to the quarterback, and there's a chasm there. And I think that that's what people are really making the bet on. And I don't think you should. I don't think that you should be making this bet as it's Patrick Mahomes against Brock Purdy. Now, I'm not telling you one way or the other that – I like one guy or the other. What I'm saying to you is that don't soul, don't base that on your soul and just complete, well, it's Patrick Mahomes and he's an underdog and he's only lost one game in 11 games as an underdog and all that. Don't do that because San Francisco is a different team. San Francisco is the definition of team. Like I said, 
Today could be Kittle. Tomorrow could be Samuel. The next day, it's Ayuk. The next day, it's McCaffrey. And then McCaffrey again. Oh, by the way, Purdy runs for 50 yards or 48 yards like he did against Baltimore. I mean, I, they, they're um, not Baltimore, but last week. That's, that's what this San Francisco team can do. They can really frustrate you because they can beat you in many different ways. So at the end of the day, when all is said and done, I like prop plays this year. And I say this often for the Super Bowl. I'm leaning a lot of prop plays. I'm not investing heavily into the outcome of this game. But I do think that we are going to get a running attack. I do think that the rushing yards total for the Niners probably is good. I mentioned that on the prop play. And I do think that that slows the game down. Right? I do. And you're looking at this game and you're saying, okay, it's 48 is the number now. I was hoping it would get up to 49. Most of the bets are coming in on the over. I lean the under. But I'm going to watch this game play out a little bit and and hope to take something at the half. But I'm loading up before time at the half as well. There's a number hanging out there at under 24 and a half for the second half. The Chiefs have gone under in the second half in 18 of 20 games. They have allowed just 10 points in the second half in their three playoff games. They clamp down. They make adjustments. And we see it loud and clear. And that's Steve Spagnuolo, their defensive coordinator. The Chiefs score about 14 points per game in the first half, but just over seven. In the second half, that's massive. The Chiefs allow 10 points per game in the first half and under a touchdown per game in the second half. That is huge. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, you know, whether a team gets out to a big start or not, I expect a lot of running, a lot of game, the clock to go off the and just chew it out, chew it out. But specifically in the second half, that would be my best game play as far as not a prop play, but a game play. Second half under 24 and a half is what I like. But I have to give my predictions. That's the show we are. We're Sports Garden Network. You didn't listen to me not to get a prediction. So I'm going to tell you this. I think it's a close game. I don't think you have to worry about the point spread. I don't. I know it's a point or two. And maybe there's a chance to middle there. But I'm not going near that. I think San Francisco has been the better team since the start of the season. I believe that San Francisco, before the year, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC because I thought if they could stay healthy, they are dangerous because they could beat you in so many different ways. This could be a defensive battle. This could be Christian McCaffrey putting on a team on his shoulders. This could be Debo Samuel making a big run. This could be George Kittle just dominating the middle of the field. This could be Brandon Ayuk having his day. In, uh, I mean, this could be a number of ways. Kansas City has to rely on Mahomes. Now, Pachanko could have a decent game, but outside of that, this has to be Kansas City or you're just stopping the Niners completely. I don't see a team stopping the Niners. I don't like giving points and looking at Mahomes across the field in the Super Bowl and saying, okay, I'm going to go out there and give him points. I don't like it, but I'm going to take it. I look at this game as a 24-20 San Francisco win. I don't think it's a late field goal or something like that. I think that San Francisco has to hold at the end of the game. I think they have a 24-17 lead, something like that, going into the late in the fourth quarter. Chiefs kick a field goal. I think we're all going to be nervous. And at the end of the game, Patrick Mahomes is never going to get the ball back because Christian McCaffrey is going to grind out that clock, frustrate them, keep them on the sidelines. It's going to be McCaffrey, McCaffrey, and more McCaffrey showing you he's a true workhorse, going up the middle, absolutely dominating, and they're not going to get the ball back because Christian McCaffrey is the best player on the field. So I'm going to go San Francisco 24-20. My favorite play is the under. 24 and a half. Enjoy the big game, everybody. Go check us out at sportsgarten.com. I'm Tom Barton. We'll be back. And you can bet on that. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.